0: What's up, everyone? You are now listening to the In Love with Horror podcast. We are your hosts. I'm AJ.
1: And I'm Christy. Join us for a love affair with all things horror as we explore the world of horror films, games, and everything in between.
0: Now, today, y'all, we got a good one. Uh, We'll be discussing all horror-related news come out of CinemaCon, giving our thoughts on some new trailers and other news that got released this week. And at the end of the show, we're going to dive into... A spoilery discussion about the premiere episode of From Season Two. Uh, be sure to give us a follow where we listen to your podcasts. And with that, let's jump into In Love with Horror. Now, before we fully jump in, we did want to take a second to, well, take a moment to acknowledge the sad news that we all got this week of the passing of a legendary, iconic actor, singer, writer, and civil rights activist. Harry Belafonte, and he helped pave the way for black entertainers to do and be more, uh, especially for black men. And so we just wanted to take a moment to give honor to someone who has given so much for others and to say thank you. And, um, you know, his contribution and his impact will be felt forever and uh, he'll never be forgotten.
2: So we just want to take that moment.
0: And with that, we'll go ahead and jump into uh, a segment where, that we're going to try to um, have on all the podcasts moving forward. So we didn't do this, we didn't do this on, the, on our last one. Uh, so this is a new thing we're we're trying out here, and that's uh, going over what we watched this week. Um, now, Christy, you had a lot of time because he watched <laughs> a lot of different stuff. So I'm gonna let you start first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I did have a lot of time. So. I watched a couple different movies along with, you know, watching from. Um, uh, I took it back and I watched Night of the Living Dead. So I'm reading this book called The Black Guy Dies First. And it's a book written by Robin Coleman and Mark Harris, if you want to check it out. But uh, I wanted to try to like watch the films that were mentioned in the book. And then Night of the Living Dead was the first one that they talked about. So I did get a chance to watch it and <laughs> I was talking to <laughs> talking to you about this how i did not like the ending of it it was horrible it was a bad ending um and overall the movie was really good right so it's like a different way for me to see zombies like normally we see zombies being like these mindless creatures but in in this particular movie they seem to have some sort of like knowledge of what they were doing i guess right um Even um, our son, he was in and out of the room when I was watching this, and he was like, why are these zombies so smart? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So it was definitely a different way of seeing the zombies. But uh, overall, I thought it was pretty good. I just did not Mm -hmm. like the ending. Like, Ben made it all the way through the movie. That was the whole point of what was mentioned in the book, right? Right. So he was like this hero. You know, he did all this stuff, sacrificing all this kind of stuff, you know, taking the lead and everything. And they took him out. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, that <laughs> that, that social piece, commentary but... for the time was just super on point because this movie came out in um, 1968 by George yeah. Romero, and yeah, it was like wow, like it was very much you know uh, pretty on the nose in terms of like the social commentary.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and it also kind of made me think, like you know how these days we we look at. Black horror films, and people always say, "Well, why does it have to have some kind of social, you know, undertone or whatever?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I look at stuff like this, and I'm like, "Well, it kind of makes sense." Like, all of our horror films were kind of birthed on having that undertone, you know right. what I'm saying? So, kind of makes sense to kind of carry that even to today's terms. But, anyways, it was good. um I also watched another. Well, I think everything I watched was old except for this other film called bury the bride and the only reason why i watch this is because <laughs> the people in this group i'm in on facebook were saying oh it's so good and uh it's on it's a tubi movie a lot of people mm. like to go uh use tubi for horror films they think they're a lot better than netflix mo- um horror mo- movies and okay. anyway so i checked it out <clears throat> it was not good <laughs> I think the article that I read about uh, read about it on gave it a four out of five. I uh, definitely wouldn't give it that at all, but um, it's basically about like these women who are having like a bachelorette thing, and then they went out into the middle of nowhere to have their bachelorette weekend. And the bride's fiance and his friends show up. they make it kind of scary, right? like someone's breaking in the house, but it's really them to surprise them and then everything goes to hell after that this gets mm-hmm. really crazy so there is like this twist in there that's that was is what makes it good like the twist is really good yeah. but um the acting sucks um it's definitely not a like i wouldn't even say it was a b film it was like a c film <laughs> um but they say stuff in there that's like like oh we're we're so getting mur- murdered here. Or um, there's this one line where the girl goes, "The hot one never dies first
0: <laughs> Oh, okay, so it's very like campy and cheesy. very aware of right yeah, exactly kind
1: of yeah. yeah, exactly so um i w- I would suggest people watching it only because I thought the plot twist was really, really good, um but that's that's the only reason why I watched it all the way through because if it w- if what happens didn't happen, I would have tur- stopped watching it. <laughs> okay um. Yeah, and I also watched Dark Skies. I think I told you I was like, oh, I want to watch this, and he was like, I'm surprised you never seen this, but I haven't seen that movie before. It was good. Yep. Um, I did not like. It was one of those when we talked about last week how like there's always one person that doesn't believe the other person. Oh yeah, and that was definitely the case in in this movie where the husband was like not believing anything at all. Right. I was just like, I want to slap him so bad. Like, and I was like, if if i told aj if i told you that something was happening and you didn't believe me i'll be so mad i would leave your hotel. i'll i'm, I'm packing myself <laughs> i'm gonna leave you here with everything that's in this house yeah, that's what
0: i don't get man it's like it's like <laughs> people don't be trusting their their partners at all or their kids like
1: right yeah
0: you don't trust me like you know what i'm saying like they don't ever talk about stuff like this like someone so if someone's coming to you saying that oh, the xyz is happening like why wouldn't you believe them like I don't understand what to be finding in these families in these movies. Cause I'm like, Why, how do you not trust the people in your house? Are they saying something happened. <laughs> something probably happened. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So the dad gets video cameras put up in the house to try to see what's going on. But, um, yeah, yeah, it gets crazy. Um, I did like this one scene where the kid, he, you, I know you don't really remember the movie that oh, well, nah, but that's there's a way scene. Too yeah. There's a scene in there where the kid, the older kid gets high with his friends and this he they invited like girls over to the house he was like in his mom's house that she's trying to sell and they invited girls over and she kisses him and he gets all you know giddy and he's like riding on his bike he's high and he's like smiling and they got this like 80s style music playing that was a really really good scene that was like probably my favorite scene in the entire movie Mm -hmm. but um yes it was stupid like there at the end when the alien things finally come to get the kid and they put the kids in the room by themselves. I was like, that is so dumb. Like, why would you do that? Like, yep. I don't know. The, the parents in this movie were stupid. They were yep. really stupid. And once they realize that it's the older kid and not the little kid that the aliens are after, it's only because he walks out into the hallway and they're like standing there looking at him in the hallway. There's like a moment of time where he's like thinking something else is happening. So I'm like, during this period of time, why isn't the parent trying to get the child back out of the hallway and into the room? Right. Like, uh, anyway, the parents are dumb in this whole movie. I thought that was so stupid. But yep, uh, that's what I watched (laughs) this week. Yeah. 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 You watch a lot of stuff. Now, the only
0: only thing that I watch uh, horror horror related was uh, the premiere episode for season two of From and we'll get into that uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit later. But that wraps up the What We Watch segment uh, for this week. And we'll go ahead and jump into talking about the trailers that came out this week and giving our thoughts on that. Uh, So starting off, we had uh, got a trailer that dropped for a new documentary titled Hollywood Dreams and Nightmares, The Robert England Story. So this is a, a cool one here. It's a documentary just talking about the career of Robert England, of course, really focusing on how he became a horror icon and playing Freddy Krueger. And uh, uh, the I believe this team did some other documentaries as well. I'm not quite sure which ones uh, they did. It did mention it in the trailer, but I, I can't quite remember. Uh, but it's, it will appear on Screenbox on June 6th. And I actually, was not familiar with Screenbox at all, even though it was a a thing. So I went I went on there and noticed that they had a lot of. Older film, older films on there. It looks like it was free as well, kind of like a Tubi. It it looked like, Um, but that, but the trailer looks great. Uh, These kind of looks into behind the scenes of either iconic actors and actresses, or iconic, you know, moments in film history, or just anything that gives you that look behind the curtain are are always very interesting. And look, and they are interviewing a lot of people Mm. who have influenced the horror genre overall. There's a lot of um legendary folks uh in this documentary. So I'm really excited to 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 see this one and kind of get some just additional insight into um, you know, how he became his horror icon icon and also how he dealt with it. Cause I think there was a segment that talked about how, you know, and I've always wondered this too, right? How people become known for just kind of one thing and they get kind of put yeah. in that box. And it looks like they're gonna talk he's gonna talk about like how that made him feel and kind of how he handled it, uh, but I thought overall it looks really interesting. I'm looking forward to it. What do you think about it, Ben?
1: Yes, uh, well, you know I love a good documentary. You know this about me, but I oh, actually yeah. wrote that that note down as well. Like what you just said about um, how he might have found the the Freddie role to be limiting for him. Yeah. Um, I was very interested in seeing what he had to say about that. Um, also. I thought this was interesting too, like how Larry saying how the Freddy character has become like a beloved character, even though he was like a kid killer. <laughs> so Bruce. I thought, right? Yes, yeah. so I was like, you know what? I even forget that sometimes he was out there killing kids, tearing them up. But um, I yeah, I, I like behind the scenes stuff, and um, I I've always thought. That he's you know done the role very, really, very well and i haven't seen him in other roles so i was also interested in seeing uh more about that as well the right. journey for him but yeah I'm i'm definitely anticipating watching that
0: yeah and I, I don't know if you caught it but they have my you know my favorite line from one of the movies yes, in that channel you know, bitch <laughs> 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 that man yes. that right there from the dream warriors that that is probably like one of my favorite lines across the entire franchise that it's so funny to me, still.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely love that line.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, especially after we had rewatched that time uh, a while back, I was just repeating it all the time in the house because it's yeah. so, it's funny. It, it like I, funny. I really like how they they really smartly right. They kind of like took Freddie and like put him in this in this pocket of like being scary but also comical. Yes,
1: uh, yeah,
0: and that and that shift I think was like perfect. Like, I feel like that assisted in him coming. Becoming so iconic, mm-hmm. you know? for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, y'all, that was uh, Hollywood dreams and nightmares—the Robert England story. That documentary again will be premiering on Screenbox on June 6th we We'll be on the lookout for that, and we'll jump into the next trailer that got put out this week called "It Lives Inside." Now, there's no mm-hmm. release date on this one yet, surprisingly, but it it did say coming soon in 2023, and there was a note on the trailer. And I tried to dig into this, but I couldn't really get to find the details that said it's from the producers of Get Out. Now, you know, a okay. lot of times movies will will throw that kind of stuff up there. And I mean, it was just like one person. One person. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like, <laughs> oh, we got to throw something on here to make it, you know, make people want to come see it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the trailer I thought was really good. It was uh, very unique because it, it involves uh, uh, Indian culture and, you know, using the... Um, you know, that mythology, and it looks like it's some sort of a demonic spirit from the Indian culture. So that aspect was like super interesting to me. I think it's always cool when a movie really focuses on something from a culture, because then it kind of expands your your knowledge a little bit, kind of goes outside of the, the familiar zone for what you're used to seeing, which is like, you know, like the Catholic and Christian demons in movies and stuff like that. So that aspect, right. I thought, was really unique and added a lot to it. Um, but for the listeners i can give you uh, a little brief description of the movie uh, and the synopsis is sam is desperate to fit in at school rejecting her indian culture and family to be like everyone else when a mythological demonic spirit latches onto her former best friend she must come to terms with her heritage in order to defeat it So that's gonna it's gonna have some um you know some interesting character development too you know with her trying to fit in and you know separate separate herself from her family's culture but then having to kind of probably rebond with her family and kind of embrace it to get mm-hmm. you know to overcome this difficulty and then she'll learn to love it again i, I think having that viewpoint as the viewer will be very interesting cuz we'll be able to almost see it in a way like from an um, outside perspective cuz she's trying to put herself outside Mm-hmm. But, uh, I thought the trailer, I thought the trailer was good. There was definitely some scary scene moments in there, some kind of cliche type scenes involving this creature that seems to exist only in the dark. Uh, so, but there was definitely some, some creepy atmospheric aspects, aspects to it. But what'd you think about the trailer, bro?
1: Yeah. So I agree with you. Um, it was definitely creepy. Uh, there was like this noise that they were, I don't know if you caught the noise that they put in, like, on the, on the end of it. But it, it was super creepy. I was like, ooh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like you said, there were some cultural aspects here. So, obviously, we got some lore, which is your favorite thing ever.
0: <laughs> lore. It's all about the lore, y'all. For real. It's all about the lore.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I noticed that the teacher is the same lady that was from Get Out. Um, she was one of, like, the servants. I don't know if you remember her. Oh, okay. Uh, or not. She was also in the Purge election, I believe, and Unfriended. Um, So she's not a stranger okay, to she,
0: yeah, she's got some good ones.
1: Yep. Uh, the main character, Megan Suri, I believe her name is, she was in that Missing movie with, I um, can't remember her name now, but uh, you know. Yeah, I know what you're We haven't seen it yet, about. but it's yep. on our watch list. Yeah, so... I don't know. I thought the I thought the trailer was overall good, but I feel like it also was like one of those trailers where it tells you the whole story. Like we know what the thing is. We know that's after their souls. Yeah, and
0: it's a very it, cliche you know? story, so they're kind of like, man, <laughs> yeah. fuck it. Like you already know, so we're just gonna tell you because you know you are already going to know the formula,
1: right? It definitely kind of like follows that, right? Putting the formula out there. Yeah. Um. But I I want to watch it. It looks it grabbed me and pulled me in. So. I do like the fact that like you were mentioning earlier how it's like a different culture. It's not like the normal when you think about a horror movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's definitely gonna be interesting. I just hope that when they do reveal the creature, that it looks that it looks good. I'm 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 a little afraid that it's gonna like something about it is just gonna look either cheesy or cheap or something. So I'm hoping they get really creative and make it look like scary and it's not like that
1: or Super, we like, don't ever really see it and all we see is the same thing we saw in that trailer <laughs>
0: yeah, that's possible too and i guess in some ways that can make it more scary that unknown mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a skin marink type thing i don't think they'll take it that far but
1: <laughs> you in this movie marink
0: <laughs> that's a good one man i'm telling you all that's a good one <laughs> if people don't like it and they sleeping on it but mm. uh but yeah that that was it lives inside y'all and that's coming sometime in 2023 there's no release date yet But check out that trailer because it is an indie film and it does look kind of interesting. You got to support the indies. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So now the next the next trailer we got uh, is not an indie. This is a big one. So Mm -hmm. this this uh, trailer came actually from CinemaCon and it's one of the few, if not the only trailer they actually released uh, to the public. And that was for the movie A Haunting in Venice. Now. I'm gonna give you a little story about this one, at least from my experience watching this trailer. So this is cool, right? So I see in my YouTube notifications, oh, there's a new movie called The Haunting of Venice. Automatically, I'm like, oh, A Haunting of Venice. Like, there's gotta be a horror movie. So I'm, I clicked it and I'm watching it. You know, it's like the the typical, like, seance, like, you know, oh, they did a seance. Demonic spirits are coming in. They're going to, you know, terrorize stuff, right? And- so I'm watching that and it's kind of playing out with some great camera work and, and uh, color grading and all that stuff. And then pops out Hercule Poirot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, this is one of those murder mystery movies. And that's the character from um, mm-hmm. Murder on the Orient Express and uh, Death on the Nile. So I was like, that was cool. That was like a cool surprise because I just wasn't expecting it. So I was like, oh, this this is a, this is a murder mystery movie, but it's got a supernatural twist to it. Uh so that yeah that that was super cool and the, of course that uh Hercule Poirot was being played by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, if y'all have seen those other two movies, and it's cool because you know those other two movies are very, you know, straightforward in the sense of like being a crime murder mystery, but this right. has some weird supernatural element that I'm sure is going to take that play on is it real? Is it not real? I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot of fun. Now, let me get y'all the synopsis on this movie. So again, A Haunting in Venice. It's set in eerie post-World War II Venice on All Hallows' Eve. A Haunting in Venice is a terrifying mystery featuring the return of the celebrated sleuth Hercule Poirot. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I'm probably not. Now retired and living in self-imposed exile in the world's most glamorous city, Poirot reluctantly attends a seance at a decaying haunted palazzo. When one of the guests is murdered, the detective is thrust into a sinister world of shadows and secrets. And man, I'm hyped for this one because I enjoyed the other two movies. Uh, I, I liked the, the, I like murder mysteries in general, but these right. ones are just really well done. And of course, this movie, as, as, long, as well as the other two, I believe, is based off of uh, Agatha Christie novels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I've read any of those ones that the movie <laughs> is based off of, so everything will be a surprise to me. But no, I think this looks great. I, I'm glad they're making another one because I know the second one came out during uh, COVID times, I believe, and I think there was this uh, fear that it didn't do, do good enough to warrant a sequel, mm, but here okay. we are, so that's, that's awesome. And, that, and this one comes out uh, September of this year, September 15th, so this is this a super hype drop from CinemaCon. But uh, what do you think about the movie?
1: Yeah. Or oh, the trailer, um, my bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, I also like murder mysteries. To a certain point, you know, because I like the no stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you ain't got no patience.
1: I don't have You just no want to fast
0: forward to the very end. You don't want to, you, you know, she can't just sit back and enjoy the ride the, of the story unfolding.
1: <laughs> nope. That is not my thing. Um, but the trailer. Okay, so. The way that it looked kind of reminded me of the others, like with the seance thing. And then just the overall vibe of it, the way it looked, like the way that the characters were dressed, um, even like the colors and stuff like of the trailer kind of remind me of the others. And that's one of my favorite movies. Um, I liked the It is. I like at the end how they do like the little click on and off of the light. And then you kind of like saw a flash of something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. was really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like I said, I'm, I'm down for a murder mystery. So we'll see how it is.
0: Now, did you watch the other two? I can't remember if you watched those or not.
1: I watched the first one. Not okay. that second one.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you like the first one? I can't remember.
1: I did. But like I said, I'll be impatient.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do be impatient. <laughs> but
1: Super yeah, no, impatient. it was good. hmm
0: And now, because so one of the articles that got released we talking about this in CinemaCon, i thought was kind of interesting they talked about kind of the resurgence of murder mystery films mm-hmm. and the article also mentioned the those murder mystery films that uh adam sandler and jennifer aniston do on netflix now i think you've watched those right
1: i watched the first one i haven't watched the second one yet
0: now what did you think about about uh that first one for for that uh film franchise
1: i thought it was super fun um I liked those two together. Like, they are hilarious. And I don't know. The stories were good. The plot was pretty good. But I will say, I I don't know if it warranted a second movie. I think I told you this, too. I was like, oh, yeah. wow. They, you know, they decided to make another one. Um, But I'll have to check out the second one. But I I enjoyed it for the time that I watched it. I won't be like, oh, I'm going to watch this again because it was so good. But, yeah. Okay. Like, I like I liked it. I <laughs> can't say about that one. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, y'all. make sure you, uh, you check out the other two films before you check this one out. Again, that was Murder, Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. Uh, before you check out Haunting in Venice, again, coming to theaters September 15th of this year. I can't wait for that one. Uh, but that was a cool surprise when I saw it pop up. I, I thought that was a genius way to drop this trailer. I can only imagine being in CinemaCon. You're sitting there, you watch this trailer, and then him popping up and how the crowd might <laughs> have reacted to that. I think that would have been super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that trailer. And then we got two more trailers here. The next one um, is for, I believe, another, yeah, another in- indie movie titled The Unseen. And this one is, is, uh, is definitely interesting because it features the actor who played uh, Walt, Walt Jr., on Breaking Bad, uh, I believe his mm-hmm. name is R.J. Mitt. Might be pronouncing that wrong. My bad. But this movie, let me get the synopsis for y'all. On this one, uh, a law student finds himself in a twisted web of murder and deceit, brought on by a dark force from his past. Now, this one, I, it, I don't, I didn't like fully like the trailer because I felt like it didn't really do a great job of organizing. Are really presenting the story very well. Like I couldn't fully tell exactly what was going on. But I do think that like maybe it's just a bad cut trailer cuz I, I do think that it's got potential to be all right because they did like a montage towards the end showing some different clips from different scenes. And those like clips in that montage actually look kind of interesting. I was like, "Oh, like definitely something's going on." Um, but it's def- it is a theater slash straight to vod release on june 30th of this year so you know i always get a little worried about these straight to you know vod releases not meaning that doesn't automatically mean it's going to be bad but um sometimes it does make me a little a little worry but i thought it was cool to see rj back on uh you know in something i actually don't know if he's been in anything since breaking bad because i just feel like i haven't seen him but uh but yeah it was cool to see him again and, and it kind of had had instant flashbacks of breaking bad when i heard like his voice and everything but like i said i i, I don't know that the trailer was okay but i think it's i think i'll still check out the movie what do you think about the trailer
1: um yeah i agree with you uh it definitely didn't like grab me right away or you know make me want to go see the movie um want to see it but <clears throat> and i like supporting and in- indie films i think we should all you know support them but i don't know like you said it, it just didn't like flow well or something but i i did kind of like i was intrigued by the plot yeah. like okay so what is going on so i kind of did have that kind of like intriguing feeling but overall the trailer wasn't that great yeah
2: yeah um
0: i don't know i I'm curious if they'll put out another trailer for this or not. I feel mm-hmm. like they won't. But, yeah. Mm, I think I'll still check it out. I think I think I'll still check it out. But that was again uh, for the movie The Unseen, coming June 30th on theatrical and VOD release. Uh, I believe that this release would be like a like a paid uh, VOD release. I don't think it's streaming for free on anything. Mm-hmm. But check out the trailer. if you haven't seen it, see what you think. You know, maybe we're kind of missing the mark on this one, and it actually. Looks really good but moving on uh to the last trailer that we that we watched this week was for black mirror season six y'all it is coming yes. and man this shit looks crazy super um wild. so first off right it's coming june june of this year which is super soon that's cool that they dropped this trailer and it's coming like you know two months off. later that yeah. like or a month later like that's mm-hmm. that's that's dope off the top second of all it looks like they spared no expense for this season like damn mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. cast like the roster for this move for this right. series for this season is crazy like they dropped money on this season. Like the season the cat the casting list is huge the production budget overall looks massive because the the Overall, like presentation of this, like the style, the effects, even like what's going on, just seems super over the top and like super like, you know, high quality, uh cinematic it's very like cinematic looking. Like it looks like the quality of a theatrical released movie. Um so they, they definitely know that the hype for Black Mirror is there. Um, you know, that 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 hype for it has never gone away. I think whenever these seasons and movies have dropped, like they've always garnished tons of views, so that I think they knew to go, you know, go to the max with this one. But I think it looks, I think it looks great. Um, I've enjoyed all the seasons. I Enjoyed uh, the movie that they put out, that interactive movie that was cool. And I'm curious to see what kind of things and commentary will be going on in this. The the creator uh, of this season and the Black Mirror series talked about how with this season. He's trying some new things. Um, he mentioned that that I guess he had he didn't say specifically what, but he said that for all the seasons and Black Mary in general, he had certain rules that he said he'll never do on the show. And apparently, he said that he's broken those rules. He's and he's gonna he's gonna do he's gonna do it in in this particular season. This season tries a lot of unconventional unconventional and new things for the series. And it just seemed like he he was trying to create something very unique. He said it's going to still feel like Black Mirror, but it's going to be super unexpected, unpredictable. And it's just going to be wild. And I don't know, that, that all sounds super good to me. But this trailer was was fantastic. What do you think about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it was a teaser. So. Um, from what I saw. It looks really good. Like, obviously, there's going to be some crazy mayhem going on because that's all I felt the whole time. It was just like, oh, like, it was going from one thing to the next. It was just really, really crazy. Um, like you mentioned that the cast lineup was, like, super dope. Yep. I think every article I read about it talked about the cast lineup. because, like, that's, like, the craziest thing. Um, so I'm excited to see all of those. Well, first of all, Salma Hayek is going to be in this season so i was just like dang they got that they got some money they got some deep pockets okay um but yeah and the girl from atlanta i I know you know who i'm talking about Uh, yeah zazie beats zazie beats yeah i saw her up there i was like okay girl yep yeah but yeah that that looks this looks crazy it just looked a lot all the whole the whole time i was watching i was like this look insane
0: yep yeah but yeah i'm hyped yeah, Speaking of being insane, one of the articles mentioned that um, it even looked more violent than it's ever been. Yeah, they was yeah. going
1: ham. Yeah, it was a yeah, lot going on. Going, <laughs>
0: they were going super <laughs> ham. I'm like, man, this season might be crazy. Yes. Uh,
1: I was a, I'm was. a late fan to Black Mirror. You watched it first. and Then I kind of tagged mm-hmm. along afterwards. But um, it's always been something we've watched together. Mm-hmm. To, so I'm, I look forward to watching it with you, boo oh yeah for sure we're gonna binge this whole thing man because it's gonna be
0: it's <laughs> one of those shows where you you just can't stop because you know every yeah. story is its own story it's super unique and yeah. it's always got these really cool like sci-fi ideas in mm-hmm. it yeah um, this you know all the like dystopian stuff and you know the commentary on you know what's going on and where we might end right. up like all that stuff like is really cool and, and interesting and also you know, has a lot of horror elements in some of those episodes as well. Even in the trailer, you see some some horror elements uh where it look kind of like some jump scarish type stuff. So mm-hmm. that's why I did include it on here um for the, our trailer reviews. But yeah, yeah. I, I I thought it looked great and I'm I'm super excited for that. That that's a series that Netflix, I want them to just keep pumping them out for as long as they can <laughs> keep coming up with good ideas.
1: All right. Yeah. I look forward to see where they take it this time.
0: Yep. So That, y'all, concludes our section four trailer reviews. And now we're going to jump into uh, kind of the, you know, one of the main topics of discussion this week uh, for all things, for all things film. And that's everything that's come out of CinemaCon in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what CinemaCon is, it's basically this big, like, film industry uh, conference that they put on in Las Vegas each year where... It's intended for movie theater owners, so they basically they basically invite movie theater owners to this conference, and they tell them about studios. Tell movie theater movie theater owners about all of the movies that they have coming uh, to theaters in the next you know year or two, and they show them. Sometimes they show them uh, full movies. Sometimes they show them just trailers. They bring out like uh, directors and producers and uh, studio heads to talk about what they have coming and just give a lot of. You know, get these theater owners hyped to want to purchase, mm-hmm. you know, films from them to showcase in their, in their theaters. Excuse me. Now, um, so, so within CinemaCon, right, each day, the, you know, the big production studios have like, you know, big, uh, uh, showcases. So from, so what we're going to go over is all the stuff that came out of those big showcases, like from Sony Sony. From Warner Brothers, from Disney, from Universal, and from Paramount. And we'll walk through all the horror-related things that came out of CinemaCon. Because there's a lot of stuff that came out. But of course, we are a horror podcast. So that's what we're going to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. So to kick it off, we're going to start with the, what came first, which was the Sony, uh, comp, the Sony showcase at CinemaCon. And so out of that showcase, we got two uh, horror-related things for horror films. So starting off was, uh, they talked about Insidious the Red Door. So as we all know, that is the fifth installment in the, in the Insidious series. We, we talked about the trailer on last week's ep- episode. So if you, didn't, if you didn't watch that, go check that out to hear our reaction on that. Now at CinemaCon, the audience there got to see some new exclusive footage about uh, you know for the movie. And some of the footage that was shown was uh, it showed the adult Dalton being haunted by some different demons. They had some footage of that. Also had some footage of his father going over and and I guess teaching him about the further and how to navigate the further, kind of how to tap into that ability. And then apparently the trailer ended with the with you know that first red faced demon for the first, from the first <laughs> film dragging Yikes. Dalton across the floor. So, amen anyway, that 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 red faced demon is back full effect. He's haunting Dalton again, and it's cool that they got to see a little bit more action with him. It looks like he's going to have a big presence uh, within this movie. So. I thought that was some, some, some cool news that we got out of that. Did you want to add anything to that? Bear?
1: I'm just hyped to see this movie. <laughs> That's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This, I think this is shaping up to potentially be a good yeah. conclusion Yeah. Uh, to the for franchise sure. for sure. Yep. Uh, now moving on, the second thing that we got out of that Sony conference was uh, information about Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. And, you know, it's it's not, you know, super horror, but it's got some good horror elements to it, right? Like, I think everybody (laughs) loves Ghostbusters. It's it's more of like fun horror. Yeah, it's like a fun horror to it. Yeah. So the audience there didn't get any, uh, uh, didn't get really any new footage out of it. But the director and the producer, uh, Jason, or yeah, I believe his name is Jason Wright, Jason Reitman, I believe. I might be, it might be John. I, I can't remember right now, but Reitman, the son of the you know, senior Reitman who directed the originals. Mm-hmm. He's not directing this one, but he is producing it. And he was there. They did talk about this one a little bit. And one of the things that they mentioned was that, uh, Paul Rudd's character, and I believe another character as well, will actually, will actually, actually have on and be donning the classic jumpsuit from, you know, from the OG Ghostbuster film. So I thought that mm-hmm. was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know we both loved the, the first Ghostbuster okay. after Afterlife movie that it was super well done. I thought, and really, I never watched that that uh, reboot one they did a few years back. I just no. heard it was just it's not great. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think we both skipped that. Uh, but Afterlife mm-hmm. seemed to bring it back to uh, the correct space, and you know, I got it. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we we watched that one in theaters, and we were both we pleasantly surprised by it. And yep. you know, I guess it got enough, you know, great reviews and some decent money that they're, they're bringing it back. So I'm super excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else Same. you wanted to add to that?
1: Nope. I disagree with you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for that. So yeah. that, that's all the horror related stuff that we got out of that the, the Sony showcase at CinemaCon. And I, I didn't really mention it before. So if you're not familiar with Cin- CinemaCon, a lot of times the footage and trailers and images and stuff that they show there, they don't usually release to the public, at least not immediately. There are some, you know, rare circumstances where they do. But usually they get to see a lot of stuff first. And then, you know, in the coming weeks and months, they start to, you know, show stuff. So it's kind of like, you know, like the Comic-Cons and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, uh, the next uh, conference that they had was Warner Brothers. And We got quite, a, we got a lot of stuff from Warner Brothers, man. So uh, the first thing was they, they did announce Beetlejuice 2. Now, yes. yeah. So that was super <laughs> cool. Now, the bad part is they didn't give us any details, but they Nothing. at least showed like a logo and confirmed that it is coming. I don't even think they gave, like, a date or anything, but no. I think it is cool that uh, Beetlejuice 2 is coming, and Bay, I know you love the first
1: one. Oh, I'm so hyped, man. I feel like I've been waiting for Beetlejuice 2 all my life. <laughs> so, I'm super excited. I wish we did get some details, like, a little bit, like, right. something, you know? Um, you know, people on the internet, you know, they'd be making up all kinds of stuff, theories and whatnot about, you know, who they're gonna cast and what the movie's gonna be about, and all this kind of stuff, but so I really wish there was something we could, like, you know, hold on to until we get more details. But I'm hyped about that. I'm just glad that we're going to yeah. finally
0: do it. Yeah, I'm hyped, too. And, I, you know, I think that we, we've we had so much resurgence of old films mm-hmm. that that I think definitely helped, you know, the studio realize, oh, maybe it is time to bring this back and make a sequel. So I think that we have a, a lot to owe to that big resurgence of all these you know, so I feel like some good has come out of people going back and revisiting these old films and either rebooting them or making sequels or whatever. And I think this is this is like a good result of that. So I agree. Yep. Yeah. Now, the next thing that we got was some Conjuring Universe updates. So the first update that we got was information. Now nah, nah, we got the title of the fourth yes. Conjuring movie. Uh, the title of that fourth Conjuring movie will be called The Conjuring The Last Rights and that's all we got we didn't, we didn't get any details we didn't we didn't get details on if uh you know patrick wilson and uh vera farmiga will farmiga is it farmiga yeah farmiga will be back uh so that's kind of disappointing because I, I, it just wouldn't be a conjuring movie if they both didn't come back because yeah. you know it, it's it very much focuses on their relationship and their love together as they tackle these cases and they're they're very much the heart of those movies so if almost don't even want them to make another one if they both have not signed up to come back. I'd rather them just be done with it and just keep making these other spinoffs and not revisit uh, the mainline Conjuring movies anymore. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Did you have any other comments you want to add to that?
1: Well, you know, I love the Conjuring uh, universe. That's like top top tier for me when it comes to horror. Oh, yeah. Um, Obviously, it's going to have something to do with some catholic stuff or something in there because of the title mm-hmm. but uh yeah i mean we don't have much to go on except for that so <laughs> right that's all we got yeah but um I'm, I'm looking forward to having more details and i like you said i hope they do bring you know everyone back uh it it wouldn't be the same without them
0: right um, yeah I,
1: so hopefully they they do it right Pay her what she need to be paid so she come back. <laughs> hey,
0: cut that big check. Yep. Cut the check. You get open the checkbook. We got to now. Shoot.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. So uh we did get one more piece of information for the conjuring universe, and that's about the nun too. Uh mm-hmm. so they showed a trailer for the nun 2 Now something that was cool, um, uh, because you know they they do these show they do these showcases in like, you know, a, a big auditorium. And Apparently, as they were transitioning from whatever the previous segment was, they had turned off the lights and all these nuns had walked out into the, you know, the aisleways of this auditorium. And when the lights came on, all these nuns were staring around. And that's how you knew, like, oh, they're about to talk about the nun. Apparently, it was like super creepy, but a very cool moment. Like, a, I was like, man, I would have loved to have been in there. And I know you would have been freaking out, babe. You was sitting oh, in there. Oh, you, you to your right, know. There's a nun right there in the daggone aisle
1: i don't do the none okay me and her we do not get down so i would have had a freak out moment for sure if that (laughs) that happened i was in there no Mm -hmm. i would probably like okay yep i'll see myself out thanks (laughs) yep
0: now uh so they did show a trailer and uh some things about the trailer it looked like uh, that they had a bigger budget for it i saw online that people were saying that just looked like it had way more production values, way more effects. It just looked overall like a, you know, a bigger budget movie. And it also showcased the return of Sister Irene. She's like fully ordained now. And apparently she's ready to take Valak like head on. So, uh, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the first one. I thought it was just kind of like, okay. So, but I'll definitely go see this one because I'll watch any movie within the Conjuring universe. And, you know, I'll just kind of hope that this one will be okay. Now, uh, the last thing that they announced at Warner Brothers was Final Destination 6. Yeah. So yep, it is officially coming. All they did was just announce it. They showed like a, a logo, a logo for it. One cool thing that came out of it was that uh, John Watts is going to be helping produce and I believe write this movie. And that's the guy that worked on the Spider-Man film. So I thought that was kind of cool. But hey, it's just exciting that a new one is coming again. You mm-hmm. know, this resurgence of bringing back some old movies. Right, uh, The Fondest Nation movies are always fun because they always have, you know, these super crazy. wild, <laughs> crazy, creative ways of killing people. And, yes. you know, it became this this huge, you know, trend of like, oh, man, you know, what's going to be like the major, you know, premonition or, you know, accident premonition that happens in the beginning of the movie? Kind of yeah. like how the Scream movies had those like those, you know, openings. So, oh, how is this one going to open? Fondest Nation always had that like what's going to be the big, you know, intro accident where everyone's supposed to die. So, I, yeah. I'm curious to see like what they're going to come up what unique thing they're going to come up with for this one. But I'm super excited uh for this. Uh, what do you what do you think about when you heard this announcement,
1: though? Oh yeah, definitely nostalgic, you know. This is like I don't know. I don't want to say um I don't know, but either way, I'm excited about it. I um I found like find like you were saying like you kind of, like, get hooked on the ways that people are going to die in it. Almost kind of like Saw a little bit, right? Like, you kind of mm-hmm. get these things where you remember, oh, I remember how this person died in this movie. Everyone's seen the meme that's, like, floating around with the log truck. Like, oh, we don't get behind log trucks. And that's because of Final Destination. Like, yep. it's it's just iconic. So, I'm definitely hyped. I hope it's not cheesy, you know. Uh, hope they do it right yeah i hope they do it justice they got it. i'm hoping <laughs> they do it justice it's just show us some yeah.
0: crazy stuff man that's all we really want with those movies mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so i'm hyped about that and hopefully they bring back tony todd as well as the uh as death they gotta do that too
1: yes oh mm-hmm. that would be awesome
0: Yep. Yeah. now uh that concludes the warner brothers section so we'll jump into the disney section and y'all probably thinking disney
1: or yeah disney right. got some horror stuff especially
0: because they bought you know, 20th, 20th century Fox. So mm-hmm. uh, apparently, they showed the full movie of the Boogeyman at Cinemacon, mm-hmm. So audience got to see it first. And from what I can tell, the reactions seem decent. Uh, I've seen some kind of like eh, it was okay type of rea- people couldn't people weren't allowed to fully review it, but they can kind of give like a general reaction. And I've seen mm-hmm. some kind of like mixed things. Some people saying it was good. Some people saying it was just kind of okay. But I don't think I've actually heard straight up that it was bad. So that, mm-hmm. that was, you know, you know, that's a good thing. So, you know, I'm hoping that it, it turns out good. But that was cool. They got to watch the, the full movie. And we mentioned that trailer in the last week's episode. So we're excited for that one. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the next thing that they showed was a set photo for the new Alien film titled Ali- Alien Romulus. And this is cool. This is a cool one because it's being directed by Fide Alvarez. Who directed the Evil Dead reboot back in 2013? Uh, and he also directed that really cool, unique movie for uh, for Don't Breathe as well. Now, let me let me jump back real quick, y'all. <laughs> hey, let me jump back real quick because uh, uh, my wife just messaged me that she has something to say about the Boogeyman. What do you want to say about that? I didn't know you. Want, I didn't know you had something you want to say about that. Let me go back. Go ahead, man
1: sorry I'm sorry. No, but what you were saying about how people like how there was like mixed feelings, I guess, about the Bookie Man thing. Um, I know a lot of people were saying there that because the movie is PG 13, they felt like it wasn't scary enough or as scary as it could be because of the type of story that it is. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> I was trying to follow up with what you were saying
0: oh okay yeah my bad i, I did That's not know okay. you had additional info you wanted to add to that <laughs> okay well thank you my and my You're bad I make, I make i'm a pause <laughs> on everyone after this one now every single one um because we still got a lot to cover so i was like man i don't you know hey if people want a long you know they want a long episode we, it's gonna be a long one I, I don't know if you wanted to hurry up through it but uh but we can just keep rocking and rolling y'all uh so going back to what i was saying before uh, we were talking about Alien Romulus and this is a new movie being directed by Fidel Alvarez, like I said, and he's uh, the person that directed that Evil Dead remake and also Don't Breathe. Uh, that, that really cool, u- unique movie with, uh, Stephen Lang when, uh, he, the blind dude was in the house and he was hunting down the, the, the kids. That was a cool mm-hmm. movie. And he's directing this one. And I was like, whoa, like this movie has potential to be dope. But like this dude's directing an alien movie. And this one's also cool because it's a standalone movie. So it's going to have nothing to do with the other movies at all. It's just going to be his own thing. So he can really just kind of take it back to its roots of just being like this, you know, this horror movie with these aliens stalking, kind of making Xenomorph super scary again. Like, I think this movie could be a lot of fun. He can go kind of buck wild with this movie. Mm-hmm. And the, the photo that they posted, it was just a simple photo. He also posted it on his Twitter. And it was just uh, uh, a photo of the, you know, the uh, the film marker, you know, the thing where like people say, you know, like you know, scene two action. They they close the the marker, and it was the film marker on the ground with a face hugger wrapped around it. I thought, I thought that was really cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I'm super excited for that one. What would you think about hearing the news for this one?
1: Um. Okay. So I'm not like an alien super fan or anything. But I am interested in seeing what he does with it, like you were saying, because it is a standalone film. Um, like you're, maybe he can do a lot more with it because it's not tied to the original stories. So I am interested in seeing where he takes it. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say about that. The, the photo looked real cool, though. Yeah. Like having yeah. that set, that background, the set in the background. Yeah. Looked, oh, yeah, true. The set was in the
0: background. It looks, mm-hmm. you know, like what you expect from, you know, an alien ship. And I feel like with him and it's, it's cool, right? Because he did the evil dead remake and he really honored that the evil dead very well and kind of brought it into the modern age. Um, And so I, I'm sure that they will pay, you know, good, good respect to, you know, the OG alien and aliens. Um, And I'm just super excited for that one. That, that, that was a cool uh, set photo and then just general information about the movie. Uh, The last thing that we got for, um, for Disney was information, uh, additional information about uh, the new Haunted Mansion movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So they they showed some extended footage, um, that was not in the trailer trailer that they released earlier this year. And in that footage, people people were saying that it actually remains very faithful to the actual ride that's at uh that's at Disney Disney World. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought that was cool. And then Disney also mention, also mentioned that there will be a lot of cameos in the movie. They really they didn't really expand on that. I'm just I'm just assuming that we'll probably see some faces that we saw in the uh Eddie Murphy uh haunted Mansion movie, which I think would be kind of cool. But I mean, it was some interesting tidbits. That's all we got. But what do you think about when you heard that they were actually that it's more faithful to the actual ride at Disney World?
1: Yeah, I thought that was dope. Uh I enjoyed the ride at Disney. Do you remember yeah. the ride at Disney? Remember? A little bit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember it very well. It was one of my favorite rides, so I'm hype about that. I was on the fence about this because I love Haunted Mansion. The one with Eddie Murphy in there, that's that's, that's on the top list when it comes to Disney movies. Yeah. So, um, overall, I'm excited about seeing the movie, but, you know, I'm a ride or die for Haunted Mansion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, it's weird, though, because Haunted Mansion was not received well crit- critically it's got really b- bad critic reviews which is I don't crazy know to me
1: people are but they don't know good movies. yeah i'm like i don't know how that's <laughs> a good movie
0: you know maybe because we we're just young and we we're watching it i don't know but
1: i watched uh, it last year for halloween and it was still good me, but
0: so. you got the you got the nostalgia <laughs> aspect to it you know what i'm saying so, okay moving on What's the
1: next one? Wait, All right. Don't
0: come for me. <laughs> you know, hey, look, yo, that, that, that concludes the Disney showcase section. So the next conference that happened at CinemaCon was the Universal Conference. And um, at Universal, you know, Blumhouse had a huge presence. It talks about a number of things. First off, they kind of, they already had mentioned it before, but they kind of just reconfirmed that uh, Megan 2 is officially coming. And they gave it a date time frame. They said it'll be out around January 2025. And I think Megan had a lot of a lot of success. It made some good money, you know, had a lot of viral moments to it. And I thought it was overall like a like a decent movie. Um, I didn't really think it was like too scary or anything. It's definitely like a like a horror comedy in some ways. But I like the concepts uh, and I had had some decent fun with it. Uh, I can't remember. But did you did you watch Megan or not?
1: I did not. So. OK, yeah. I don't have any feedback on this one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, you definitely gotta watch uh, the watch Megan because it, it is it is kind of fun. It it's got some 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 funny stuff to it. But you know, some good social commentary stuff too, talking about technology and how we're attached to it and whatnot. But uh yep, Megan too, y'all. is officially coming for those of y'all who were uh who became super Megan fans. The mm-hmm. next thing that uh Blumhouse talked about was and it was kinda it's kinda weird the notes that I saw on this that they mentioned the black phone and they heavily implied that it was going to get a sequel. Uh, mm. The black phone, I thought, was pretty good. Um, it, it, to be honest, it wasn't as scary as I hoped it would be. Like when you watch the trailers, it kind of seems like it's, it's uh, going to be a little bit more creepy than what it was. It was still creepy, but I was hoping to be a, just a little bit scarier. But I still liked the movie and thought it was really well made because it comes from uh, Scott Derrickson, who I, who I really like. Um, but they implied that there could be a sequel. I don't know how that would work. But uh, I'm up for it if, if they're going to bring it back. Uh, but again, not fully confirmed, but heavily implied. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that one um, to see to see what happens. And babe, I don't think you watch The Black Phone, right?
1: No. Now you skip I that ain't.
0: one because it deals with kids and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't like stuff when it has to do with yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, look, speaking of kids, like that, yo, what was that one movie we watched? Um, which one? It wasn't a horror film though. It where the 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 kids were like kidnapped by this person and he had like an RV. You know what movie I'm talking about?
0: Oh, you're talking about it was Prisoners.
1: Yeah. Yep. I don't like stuff like that. I don't, Prisoners I is a good movie, ball.
0: man. That is a good movie. Good gracious. <laughs> she, yeah, Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal delivering like some incredible performances, man. Yeah, I love I love that movie. That's a good one. But you're right. It is like kind of hard to watch that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Well, speaking of kids, the last thing horror-wise that they showed at Universal coming from Blumhouse was uh some footage of the new Exorcist movie and the title, The Exorcist yep. Believer. Now, mm-hmm. this is the uh the remake that's coming from um uh was it David Gordon Green? I believe his name is. The same people that same person that wrote and directed uh the Halloween remakes. Uh, well, not really remix, but you know, trilogy that recently came out, and we got um, we got a, they got a trailer. They did not release this publicly, but they did get a trailer, and they did uh, release like a description of the trailer. So I'm gonna read that to y'all. Um, so the trailer features footage that begins with Leslie Odom Jr.'s daughter missing. It turns out she was in the woods. Her and her friend got lost after school, and now she's in the hospital. And the dad says, "Baby you've been gone for three days," he tells her. Later on in the trailer, she starts convulsing, and the friend also is getting impacted by demonic possessions. And we actually see uh, one of the girls enter like a Catholic church, and she's screaming, "The body and the blood, the body and the blood. And then the parents end up contacting none other than Chris McNeil, the original lady. Ellen Bernstein herself from the OG Exorcist film. I was like, "What?" Didn't even know she's still alive, man. That's awesome. Uh, but apparently, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, I, she's like ninety-one. I didn't know that. That's cool. Uh, but uh, you know, she they they call on her for help, and this takes this is a direct sequel to the original uh, Exorcist film. So they're calling her for help, and she's coming in, you know, to help these possessed children. And uh, she actually in the trailer confronts one of the girls who has been carving her daughter's name on her stomach. And she exclaims, We've met before. So apparently that same demon, I think his name is Pazuzu or whatever, has come back and and or maybe someone else who she's done battle with since the, you know, her daughter was possessed. But man, that was I was like, That's cool. That's I actually think that's a really good idea to uh, bring her back, and I'm just happy that she could be back because you know um, she is older. You thought I,
1: she was dead. <laughs> I don't.
0: I, you know, I don't think I 100 I, percent I thought she was dead. I I just in my mind, you know, figured that she that she might be. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's cool, man. That's that she's still around, and be, being able to see this resurgence and replay that character from way back then. That's I think that's super dope. Uh, but supposedly the footage looked really good and. You know, like I said in the last podcast, we talked about uh we talked about this in the last one. Yeah. And I mentioned that, you know, I'm a little nervous about you know, him directing this sequel cuz don't don't get me wrong, that that first Halloween sequel that came out in 2018, that shit was dope. But all the subsequent ones I thought were not good at all. So, he could kill it on this first one and then they make sequels and they're bad. I just hope they give me what i want in the like vulgarity and the you know taboo and the you know that uncomfortableness that people felt and even if you watch it today there's still some uncomfortable elements and some of the, the shit that this little girl is saying you know mm-hmm. um i just really hope that they deliver on it it sounds like the, the footage was good I, I look forward to seeing the trailer myself um but i'm i think i might be slightly excited for this what do you think about uh, this when you heard about the footage and all that.
1: Yeah. Um I still am gonna be on the fence until I see the movie. <laughs> um to see them bring it home. But right. Leslie Odom Jr. I love him. Like he was in Hamilton. you know, I watched that any time of day. I listen to the soundtrack anytime. I love it. So I know he's a good actor so it's good that he is in this. Um like you said, it was cool that they brought back, you know, the, the mom. And, uh, I don't know. I'm still just being apprehensive about yeah. it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, it's definitely warranted, you know, to be mm-hmm. apprehensive because they are touching on like basically like a masterpiece. But at least it's a sequel and not so much just a reboot. So I, I do like yeah, that aspect. Because then we just ignore it and be like, well,
1: yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. I do. I can appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. When that footage
0: comes out, we can actually analyze it for ourselves. We'll we'll see how True. we will see how we feel. And of course y'all know we're gonna react to it on this podcast. But that concluded the universal uh segment in terms of the horror aspect. And the last, you know, big studio conference that we had was uh, Paramount. And for Paramount, we had two horror related, uh, horror related announcements. The first one was uh, Smile 2 was officially announced. Mm. Now, there was no further details on it. Like they didn't mention anything, but they just basically mentioned that it is officially coming. Smile 2. I was, a big, I was a big fan of Smile 1. I really liked that movie. I've watched it actually a couple times now. Really enjoyed what they did with that movie. And nice. for some reason, you didn't like it. I still understand that. I still understand how you didn't like that movie.
1: It is the ending. I, yeah, I don't like unhappy endings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't, in just in case no one's ever seen it, we won't spoil it for y'all. It is a crazy ending. But I thought it was super good. It was that's a good tell movie. I really like the audio and what they did in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll we'll be on the lookout for more information and details as they get closer to actually uh, producing that movie. And the last thing they showed was footage of A Quiet Place Day One. So of course, this is the prequel movie uh, to a, to A Quiet Place coming out next year on March eighth, twenty twenty four. And they showed a trailer. Of course, that was not released to the public, but uh they. Someone did write up like a a brief little description about what was shown. And so basically, um, you know, one of the main characters in this movie is actually uh, Lupita Lupita Nyong'o. And it showcased her character on a bus. She's kind of like an everyday citizen when suddenly traffic comes to a halt and everyone's getting out of their cars, looking up to the sky. And suddenly, like half the bus that she's on gets taken out by a meteor, boom, hits the ground. And... Uh, you know, people start like, uh, you know, more people get out of their cars looking around and they look up to the sky and apparently more meteors are, are like a, like a, there's a ton of meteors coming out, coming down from the sky. And of course, that's the aliens getting dropped down. And then after that, there's just a montage, apparently, of the aliens just going ham and just destroying, you know, crowds and crowds of people. And of course, you know, at this time, no one knows about the fact that they only hear by sound. So this is complete mayhem and destruction. and. I think this is super exciting because, you know, in the other two Quiet Place movies, you know, we're, you know, following the characters after they've already had a lot of time and they understand the rules at play with these aliens and they've adjusted to life in this new apocalypse. So it's going to be cool to go back to basically the, the first day of when it all went down and it's going to be super wild. Uh, I'm super excited for that. Um, I don't know if you had anything else you want to add to that, but
1: I've never seen a quiet place
0: oh i didn't i forgot you had never seen either one okay Mm-mm. i yeah. seen
1: either one of those so i have nothing to base any of that off of
0: yeah well we're gonna get you caught up for this new one when it's come out it's gonna be a good one i think okay now the last thing that i want to talk about in, re- in regards to uh to Cinemacon was this wasn't related to any particular conference but legendary did put out uh the logo for Saw mm-hmm. 10, the 10th movie in the Saw franchise crazy. is crazy. And that's actually coming out this year, y'all, October 27th. So it's a perfect Halloween movie. I I, I will be honest, I hate that they put it like right on Halloween. I, so, I think it's yeah. better when they put it either late September or early October so people have time to to go and see it. But I don't know, maybe that'll give them a big box office. Uh but this is an exciting one, y'all. Saw 10, big fan of the Saw franchise. And this is cool because apparently it's gonna feature the return of Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith so Tobin Bell of course is the actor uh that plays uh you know the main uh Mm -hmm. Jigsaw guy I believe his name is John and Shawnee Smith played the Amanda character that came from Saw and you know she was that kind of like the reformed uh person that became like you know a henchman for Jigsaw essentially but this is super exciting and just some further so Legendary uh, put out some additional information about it they said that this will be the return of Tobin Bell uh, to the franchise and, and furthers Lion, Lionsgate and Twisted Picture's goal of a film that captures everything Saw fans love about the franchise while also keeping them guessing with all new traps and a new mystery to solve. So this is going to be a classic Saw movie, a return to form. And I forgot who's directing this, but I think it's the, the person that directed like Saw 6 mm, uh, and okay. some other Saws that, that you know people are, are fans of. So... I'm excited for this one. I, I know you're excited too, because I know we Definitely. both love songs.
1: Yep. Definitely. I, I'm just intrigued. I'm like, what else can they do? They, they, <laughs>
0: somehow they keep coming up with stuff. I've never seen a franchise be able to keep coming up with these stories about how he yes. set up all this stuff. Even after death, he's still doing XYZ. Like, and that, um, that's what I'm confused on. I'm like, you know, this dude's been gone for a long time. Dang. So I'm like, like, is this a prequel or this is just, It'll be you know it be funny that he's like, oh, he faked his own death. <laughs> Something crazy like that, you know, like I don't know, man. But ain't no
1: telling with these people.
0: Yeah. But, but, saw, we but saw ten, y'all. What you say?
1: I say we're gonna see.
0: Yeah, we're gonna see for sure. But that, that's a that's an exciting one. Um and that right there, y'all, wraps up our CinemaCon horror review segment. Super cool that, you know, we got a lot of new details out of CinemaCon on all these Interesting, cool, new horror movies coming. Super excited. It's an exciting time, exciting year to be a horror fan, for sure. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is a couple of news articles that came out this week, some interesting stuff that that we thought would be cool to talk about. Uh, The first one uh, was uh, Viola Davis had an interview uh, where she mentioned that she would love to do a zombie movie, even saying that she wanted to do her own version of Train to <laughs> where she's like fighting zombies and putting in work. And of course, this you know comes out, you know after she just recently did The Woman King, where she was you know mm-hmm. kicking ass in that movie. So I was like, you know tearing what? them up. I think that would be super cool to see Viola Davis in a zombie movie, tearing people out the frame.
1: I think um, so too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really cool tidbit, and I'm like, hey, you know, now she now she put it out that we might see her in something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I thought it was also cool that she mentioned Train to Busan, so that means that she's seen it. Uh, that's just a you know really cool Korean uh, zombie horror film with the mm-hmm. zombie breakout on a train. A, a super great film if you've never seen it, go check that out. Um, the next uh, piece of news that we had got this week was uh, the announcement of a of a new uh, Christmas horror slasher. So this is actually super exciting. Uh, cause, uh, for those that don't know, my wife and I are huge fans of Christmas time and especially, yes. you know, we love when you can combine Christmas and horror all together. Yes. And, you know, getting a new movie to put into the category with things like, you know, Black Christmas and all that good stuff Krampus. that's going to be a uh, Krampus, all that stuff is, is super, <laughs> is super cool, super exciting. And this is, this is a fun one because, uh, we're also going to see, uh, Justin Long, a come back for another another horror horror film. Of course, he was just in uh, the film *Barbarian* that came out last year, and that was a very you know uh, it reviewed very well and had some great success. I thought it was I thought it was decent. And uh, so, first of all, let me give you the premise of this. So, the movie's called *It's a Wonderful Knife*. You know, of course, a play on *It's a Wonderful Life*, classic Christmas movie. And the synopsis for this says. Set in idyllic Angel Falls, a year after saving her town from a psychotic killer on Christmas Eve, Winnie Carruthers, played by uh, Jane Whitup from Yellow Jackets, her life is less than wonderful, but when she wishes she'd never been born, she finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe and discovers that without her, things could have been much, much worse. Now the killer is back in this universe, and she must team up with a town misfit to identify the killer. And get back to her own reality. So this sounds super wild, and mm-hmm. I'm just su- I'm just super excited that we're going to get another Christmas horror movie. Uh, what do you yeah, think? When you heard about, about this that. news,
1: man? Oh yeah, i I like you said, I love Christmas, and combining the two together, I'm down for that. Um, I love Krampus. That's like it's on that my list. It's on my top yeah, list. I love Krampus. One. As a matter of fact, I think this year I was like at begging you to download the movie for me. I was like, please. <laughs> It took forever. It took forever. It was almost after Christmas before I got a chance to watch it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But this kind of reminds me of that because, you know, his, his, he made a wish and because of his wish, all this stuff happened. So the kind of similar storylines as well, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it's good.
0: Yeah. I know when I finally, um, you know, got that, got that movie for you, were, you were super excited. Yeah, Um, because surprisingly it's nowhere it was nowhere available for streaming so we had to Mm -mm. we had to buy it online and download so um yeah i don't i'm which was weird to me i was actually surprised that yeah because i don't think it was nowhere on streaming at all especially being during christmas time i thought that thought that was weird um but yeah krampus is definitely a classic i do really like that movie especially the the look that they gave krampus i thought was really good Mm -hmm. um and i like the, the the actors and actresses in that movie are really good too they are, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, did they release a a time frame for the release? I don't think they put out when this and movie is coming out. Not. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I saw anything, but it's it's definitely an exciting, um, an exciting thing that's coming—a new Christmas slasher. Now the uh, the next the next piece of news that we got was a new movie that's coming out of Sam Raimi's Ghost House Pictures, uh, and this movie is based on the book. How to Sell a Haunted House. And I was not familiar with this book series. It's a, the book series is written, well, not a series, but the book is written by uh, Grady Hendrix, who's written some other horror novels that people are a big fan of. Uh, but the synopsis for this story, uh, for anyone who's never read the book like myself, uh, here's a little excerpt um, that says, When Louise finds out her parents have died, she dreads going home. She doesn't want to leave her daughter with her ex and flies to Charleston. She doesn't want to deal with her family home stuffed to the rafters with the remnants of her father's academic career and her mother's lifelong obsession with puppets and dolls. She doesn't want to learn how to live without the two people who knew and loved her the best in the world. Most of all, she doesn't want to deal with her brother, Mark, who never left their hometown and gets fired from one job after another and resents her own success. Unfortunately, she'll she'll need his help to get the house ready for sale because it'll take more than some new paint on the walls and clearing out a lifetime of memories to get this place on the market but some houses don't want to be sold and their home has other plans for both of them. Cool concept. I like that concept. I thought that was very interesting.
1: Yeah. I thought so too.
0: Yeah. Um, And uh, who's this being directed by Uh, James Ashcroft, who directed the film titled coming home in the dark. Not familiar with that one, Um, but I love the synopsis. And apparently this writer has written some other uh, big hits such as um, the final girl support group apparently that's another big one and i found out that that uh book is uh in development a series is in development at hbo max from the person who directed it in the flash movie that's coming out andy Muccietti. so that's i was like whoa that's major uh, that's really cool but uh, and that's coming from uh, sam Raimi's uh production studio ghost house pictures so be on the lookout for that and but you might have to check out that book and read it, and I, know. How it is. I love to
1: read I'm going to check it out. Yep.
0: And then the last uh, bit of news that we have here is a terrifying short film that's gone viral on TikTok called Intruders. Uh, now, babe, I'm not super familiar with the story. I know that you kind of looked into it a little bit. So you want to kind of go over a little bit about uh, this new, this this viral thing that happened with TikTok in this short film?
1: Well, yeah, sure. So like you said, it's called Intruders. And I don't know what started it but it went crazy on tiktok everyone's sharing it talking about it and apparently it's supposed to be like the scariest thing ever so i was like well let me go check it out for myself and see how scary it is Mm -hmm. um so it's not that scary but i wonder if it wasn't that scary to me because i watched the tiktok video about it so on the tiktok itself the um the most viral one that has been put out he was like, oh, isn't this monster like the scariest monster you've ever seen? And so they show it. And so when you go watch the short, you're not really surprised by it. So um, I do wonder if that, you know, messed up my Mm, experience. Um, But apparently it was uh, originally shown at the Screamfest horror film in Film Best back in 2017. So I'm not sure why we're just now getting whiff of it, but there's a website that the creators also created, which is really cool because when you're watching it, you don't really know what's going on. It's like one of those things you have to like watch over and again to kind of see what you catch. Like I kind of like went back a couple of times, like, what was that? What was that? Hmm. You know? So um, they have like this online web of like all kinds of different like theories and they even have a script on there. Like, so people are like diving into this like really deep. And I think that is what um, has intrigued it as well. Like having this backstory to everything laid out for you. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting, but it wasn't like scary. Uh, so I would say go check it out because I, I like to see people's short films on what people come up with. So I think the, the story itself is really creative. But it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, this is scary.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, thank you for, you know, for giving the breakdown. I haven't watched this myself yet, but I'm going to go. I'll definitely go watch like the whole short. Like, and it's in like a good format. Yeah. Because uh, I do love a good short movie. I know. Right? Uh, yeah. You know, I like to watch the shorts on like the Alter YouTube channel and stuff like that. Um. But I think it's always cool when people can, you know, create these. You know, indie, low budget, you know, short films, and see success and viralness from it because you know, you never know; they could end up getting pitched. You know, yeah.
1: um, like, uh, what
0: was it? Yeah, uh, yeah, like David F. Sandberg. You know, he was creating all those shorts, those horror shorts on YouTube. Next thing you know, I believe it was Blumhouse. You hit him up, like, hey, like, we want to make this a feature film. And next thing you know, he made a feature film, and now he's been directing the Shazam movies. But I believe he did mention that he wants to return to making horror horror movie. So I'm super excited for his return oh, back to okay. horror. Nice. Um, cause he also made the Annabelle creation movie, which was, I love that movie. That movie was so creepy. It has some great scares
1: in that one. Yeah. That was really scary. Yeah. So, uh, if
0: you haven't checked out that, uh, that indie short called intruders, go check that out and let us know what you think. I'll be checking it out as well. And that y'all wraps up our new segment for this episode. Now, um, we're going to take a pause here to let y'all know that the next and last thing we're talking about on this episode of the podcast is we're going to be going into spoiler details from this week's premiere episode of season two from for the show, From. So if you haven't watched it yet, you can go ahead and you know pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back and listen to our thoughts and spoilery details uh, about what, what we thought about the premiere episode for this new season. Uh, so take a moment, pause, and go watch it and come back. This is your final warning because we will be <laughs> diving into spoilers. And if you're like me, you don't like spoilers. So just pause us and come back and and uh, you know join us for our thoughts on From. So with that, we're diving in to spoilery details and our review of the premiere episode of season two of From. So uh, I finally got a chance to watch this um, earlier today. I've been super busy and babe, I think you watched it two times now right
1: I did yeah. <laughs> yep. so
0: so it's so uh, interesting story for us right so we were kind of late to the to the from train we actually mm-hmm. just recently watched it right before season two had came out and you know got really into the show and the the, the mystery of it all and so, so you want to give like a you want to give the rundown of season one recap
1: um you can do it because my memory's not that great and so i'll probably only like hit like what happened near the end of it
0: <laughs> yeah so you know first season you know we get jim and tabitha and the children who arrive to this town no idea what's going on and they discover that there's these monsters that come at night and um basically want to rip you to shreds And the only thing that saves the people from not being ripped to shreds are these talismans that get placed hanging up inside the home and they have to actually be invited in kind of like a vampire style to actually access Mm -hmm. wherever you are enclosed at. Um, And so from there, they just learn about, they learn, let me rephrase that. They learn about the life that's there and throughout the season, they try to figure out what's going on. You, You see some different, mysterious aspects 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 can't even get the word out to the show you have um you know that the one girl i can't recall her name right now who's hearing voices and you know is uh killing people based off of those voices and you have no idea if they're positive or negative um you have you know sheriff boyd and his his uh story where you find out because throughout the season you know you hear about his wife something happened to her and then you finally see it at one point where uh she went on a murderous rampage because she was also uh, hearing voices and um, he has a son who's up at this at this house who kind of lives separately you got like a people who live in the colony house up on the hill and the people who live in the town mm-hmm. the colony house lives by their own rules run by a woman named Donna uh, that's where sheriff Boyd's son uh, hangs out at because he's you know mad at his father for this whole situation with his wife um, and then you got you got like a lot of different players man there's a lot of different players a lot of different mystery a lot of different nuggets Mm -hmm. and just to kind of skip to the end right so season one ended where sheriff boyd and sarah uh uh, my wife sent me the that person's name sarah (laughs) and thank you and sheriff boyd and sarah off in the woods you know they end up encountering uh, a lighthouse and uh they also encounter some weird spiders Mm -hmm. uh in the woods and the The storm is coming. The you know nightfall is is coming. Sarah sees the the boy in the little boy in white who tells her to get to the tree. And Sheriff Boyd goes first and ends up in this weird you know chimney well looking thing, uh, and he's stuck there. And then back at Colony House where they're building building the radio tower, you know they finally get they finally get it working. Jim goes on the radio, and this voice comes back and they're like, "Hey, is this Jim? Jim Matthews?" And he's Ooh. like, "Yeah." They're like, hey, your wife probably shouldn't be digging that hole. And you're like, what the, you know, like, yeah. how do they, how do they know that? Like, and Who's this voice? You know <laughs> who's his
1: people, right? Yeah. Yep.
0: So he sprints home and, you know, Tabitha finally like made it to the bottom and it's this big cavern down there. And lo and behold, Victor's down there wait. And he informs her that, uh, you know, little boy in white told him that she'd be there to help her out. So um, that's where we end that story on, for her. And the, la- the very last thing that we see uh, for the season was this bus arriving at the diner with no context and then it just ends. And so it was a massive cliffhanger. And I couldn't, e- and me and my wife were talking, were talking about it and we're like, man, we could not imagine what it must've been like if you actually watched the show when it came out, having to wait for season yes. two and on that huge cliffhanger where you literally learned nothing. We didn't learn <laughs> nothing. I was like, that's crazy. We didn't learn a- not a thing. Um, <laughs> But yes, yeah, so that's that pretty much like you know just a quick rundown of a, uh, of season one. So then we got season two, first episode titled "Strangers in a Strange Land," and just a re- just a quick recap of. Well, actually, no, no, no. Let's take it step by step. First of all, babe, what was your, What was your like overall impressions of episode two? I mean, I'm sorry, okay. episode one of season two.
1: Okay, so my overall impression is that I wanted more. Yeah. The episode was stupid short. And I don't know. I think some shows have kind of like spoiled me, I guess. So, like, when something is super short, kind of like, you know, the Mandalorian episodes, I get like kind of frustrated. I'm like, really? We can get two more minutes? Or, you know, it just ends like this. Um, but I don't know. I it didn't. I was expecting more of the story to kind of like move along. And that really didn't happen. I think they spent a lot of time on like, the same scenes from the last episode. Yeah, I don't know. So that's just how I feel. <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I,
0: I kind of agree with that. I, I think my big thing was now I, I understand wanting to wanting to take it slow and kind of I almost feel like they're kind of milking it a little bit, which, I, <laughs> which you know, I'm like, OK, like I get it. You know, you're trying to, you know, earn Uh. It, it, because with shows like this right where you're building up uh, a mystery a mm-hmm. lot of times and you finally get that reveal and then you move forward from there some people just can't nail the the continuation after the big reveal mm-hmm. uh, a big one that always comes to mind for both of us is fringe you know mm-hmm. you have all those seasons where they're trying to figure out about this other world and when they, when they finally get there it does the story just not they, the story is not the same the 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 feelings aren't the same because that mystery is gone and there's no new mystery to latch on to. And then sometimes that reveal just kind of very weak. You're like, Oh, this wasn't what I was hoping it would be. So I'm sure that's why they're probably like really milking this and, and, and and spreading it out. Um, and maybe they're also like, and they, I think also too, they could be, uh, you know, spacing it out to a degree where they can kind of react to how people are receiving things. Uh, but I don't know. They've already they, they've already actually renewed the show for season three, even before season two came out. So maybe they know they got something good. Maybe season two is actually really good. Um, but you mentioned the runtime and I was actually looking it up and it's 47 minutes. And I actually think that 47 minutes includes the recap, which is very long.
1: It does. Uh, the, for that's for not, the show. Yeah, that's not showtime.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we, we probably only got like, what, 40 minutes of actual. I think it was like, like thirty-five. Yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we is... got that long intro.
0: Oh yeah, well. that, that's true. Yeah, that's in there too. And yeah,
1: the so I think it's thirty-five minutes.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, super short. Yeah, that I, I would have liked a way bigger. Um, I would have liked a, a way bigger premiere episode to really set the stage for, uh, for this for the second season because. Like, I feel like they kind of set the stage pretty good with the premiere episode of season one.
2: I just feel Great. like they really
0: set yeah. it up for this one very good. Obviously, it's going to mm-hmm. keep us intrigued, right? Because they have all these mystery cliffhanger elements. We're like, whoa, what the hell is going on? Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, overall, I think overall, I did enjoy the episode. I just yeah. wish that, like you said, they would have gave us a little bit more. Just a little. Just a little bit more to really like <laughs> set us up Give us that foundation of what the rest of the season is going to be like. But we can take it step by step, y'all. Uh, and walk unless we can walk through the episode and talk about it. So the episode opens with, you know, um, uh, Sheriff Boyd being still being stuck down in that chimney. And how you want to do this? But You want to you want to like walk through it like storyline by storyline or like how the episode presented it?
1: Yeah, we can. Yeah. How it was presented. We yeah. do have to. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So he's sucking that well. And then of course, uh, you know, it, it shows he's still sucking that well. And then it skips to, uh, the people on the bus and kind of what happens as they arrive. So as they mm-hmm. pulled in, uh, there was a, a young man on the bus who woke up like a bad dream and saw where he was and started freaking out. Like, Oh, we got to turn around right now. Like we can't, yeah. be here. And you're just kind of like, Whoa, like what the hell? Like, why is he acting no. like that? Right. And he ends up throwing up on this dude. And then that's how they end up pulling over. Um, and, uh, I'm looking at the notes of how you, how you have it, uh, written on here. Um, and then it jumps to, uh, Tabitha in the tunnel with Victor and kind of them walking through these underground tunnels. And, you know, of course, Victor is mentioning like, you know, this is where they sleep. Um, and then it jumps back to, um, Donna. And the colony people, uh, they realized that that bus has pulled in. You know, at the time, the colony people were kind of, you know, packing up all the radio gear to make sure it wasn't destroyed. When um,
1: Jane is like, there's a bus. Yeah,
0: he sees the bus and, uh, you know, they have to go down there and like, oh, we got to help help these people out because it's about to be nightfall. And you have a bus full of people who, you know, are liable to get tore out the frame
1: right Um, it's just like a whole lot going on at one time
0: yeah yeah
1: so it was a whole lot of back and forth like between but it was kind of quick too it's not kind of like the last you know you know previous episodes where things were a little bit more drawn out yeah so like i think the longest scenes that we saw in this one was when you know victor and tabitha were in the tunnels
0: yeah and then i think it did jump next to uh you know uh victor tapping the tunnels and they see some of the creatures like in that that, like a hibernation mode, Mm, just mm. like sitting there standing there and um so it shows a little bit of that and uh it shows a part where jade was having some visions of a dummy uh which victor subsequently saw in the tunnels and got like super freaked out by it and uh you mentioned that that was a really good scene performance wise uh yeah you mentioned the, scott, uh, the actual name is scott mccord yeah
1: um, um yeah I, he looked really scared. like yeah obviously you know he's got some kind of like uh delays because he's been stuck here since he was a kid right yep. so that's some little quirks and i don't know that scene just makes you makes him seem like a little kid and then like tabitha being the mom you know she's like we got to get out of here. I know you're scared. Yeah, she, yep, she, know how, she she turns it really on. Like she, I think she realizes,
0: yeah. yeah. She goes into mom mode with it.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I really like that scene.
0: Yeah. And uh, while they were down there, they also saw this weird thing, like in what looked like a jail, like a prison. Yeah, I
1: didn't know what that, that was, was about. Weird. That was super I weird. Either. I was
0: like. Because so, it was
1: also like a creature looking thing, like a person. Yeah, you know, like more like a person
0: instead of, of like the weird yeah. monster looking things. Right. And one thing I noticed uh, is that while they were down there, they looked like they were in monster form instead of like that human form where they're like out walking at night. I Thought that was yes, interesting. Yeah, that was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um. So then it it shows it, you know it shows them and kind of what they're dealing with down there. Um. And then it cuts back to like the bus people who've gotten off the bus. Um. Mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned that the, the the um the bus driver was hilarious. Like she was she, she was. was playing her part. She really did. Like,
1: they gave her, okay, you're going to be this black woman who don't believe this. This tired bus Uh, driver don't believe nothing. Like, man, these stupid people on this
0: bus, I'm about sick of y'all and driving this bus. (laughs) Right.
1: She nailed it. She was like, okay, well, look, we're going to go on this bus. Like, she had an attitude times 10. Uh, But, yeah, I loved her. She was hilarious.
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, at the same time that that's happening, you got Jim was down there you know trying to search through the debris because the house collapsed at the end of last season and you know after tabitha fell in that hole and they ended up getting help from the from the bus people uh when suddenly like the house collapsed and that was crazy because it looked like almost like the house was being crushed what do mm-hmm. you think about that
1: yeah uh it reminded me of the the ending of poltergeist when the house just like <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, that looks like, like, like oh, some sort that's, of force. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously they didn't want whatever it was down there being seen or I don't know. But I I'll I'm ready to see what's going on. You know, I'm impatient. Oh yeah. You can't and I can't take it. it. Yeah. Like it just this slow burn is super slow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Super slow. And uh yes. but while they're down this, you know, trying to move the debris out, you know, like the house gets some sort of like God force collapse where it actually looks like it's getting like pushed in and it just like crumbles mm-hmm. under like some heavy invisible force. And, um, you know, Jim and, uh, the bartender and one other, uh, person from the bus gets stuck down there. And so, you know, we have a whole emotional scene, you know, with, with the daughter freaking out and, you know, uh, Jim's telling her, hey, it's about to be nightfall. Like, come back and get me in the morning. Like, there's too much stuff to move. Um, I thought that was a, a really good scene, too. Now, something that was interesting was, uh, you know, as the people get off the bus, they finally get the uh, the young man who had the bad dream and threw up off the bus. And he's like very, you know, he's very uh, sick acting. Like, you know, like he's very dizzy, and disoriented. And then suddenly he starts having a seizure like Sarah did in mm-hmm. the first season so that was interesting because i'm like well so is this just like another you know another person being added who can hear voices and is he, is he going to hear the same thing as sarah is he gonna be able to see things like victor and ethan can uh that's super interesting and i, I really wonder one what his dream was i hope we get that in the second episode of like yeah. what did he see because he saw some crazy shit because he freaked out yeah um especially for him to get up like that and being like, yo, we got to turn this bus around right now. Right. Like he saw yeah. something crazy. So I'm curious to see what he saw. And then, you know what that all means, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. And so that was interesting. Now, one thing me and you talked about, cause was, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, Christy which I always laugh when, I know, know right? I hear, I, cause yeah, I, I hear that name cause it's yours, but <laughs> she ends up coming down there to help assist with, um, with the you know, people who got injured from the house collapse and stuff like that, and she's you know I think she's she's helping one of the bus people who was able to get out from under the right. the debris of the house collapse. When she sees another woman, the other woman who's like the you know pediatrician pa- pediatric nurse, yeah, nice. who was helping Shh. the young man who had the visions, and they kind of lock eyes and look at each other like, the fuck, you know, and they, <laughs> and then that's when that's when it kind of hits like oh. No way. That's her fiance. Yeah. And sure enough, like they look at each other and, you know, there's that moment of like realization, like, oh, that's really you. And they yeah. run and hug each other. They really have a, you know, very loving embrace. And then has this really like, you know, sad and, and kind of dramatic music playing. Right. And it cuts to Kenny's face. And I Poor was just Kenny. like, damn. <laughs> Kenny lost yeah. his girl. Like, that's it. That's it, man.
1: It's but, over like, for him. It's over.
0: He's done. The fiance showed up. Yeah. It's over like that that's going to be a very weird dynamic i think moving forward you know
1: absolutely and then also i'm thinking about the other people who have been there for a long time as well like maybe they'll feel weird like why this person end up here that she knows right like why not someone that we know you know what i'm saying like i i think that other people might also feel some type of way about this girl landing there as well
0: yeah, yeah. That that was very interesting to me. I was like, how crazy is it that she ended up there, too? Like, that is crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, this outside, whatever, force, people, experiment. I don't know what's going on. But yeah. whatever this outside thing is, it's obviously not, like, by happenstance, these people are here.
0: You know, and I was wondering that, too. Like, because obviously, whatever this outside forces they have full visibility to what's going on right
1: yeah because they knew that she was digging that hole yeah right like
0: hey she she probably shouldn't be doing that and then the house conveniently collapsed you know what i'm saying so they've got some sort of visibility and control right and then i i almost wonder if like these watchers i'm gonna call them watchers right like noticed that you know the relationship they're like man what if we brought her fiance to see what happens you know like (laughs) cause some interesting shit
1: i don't know right that's why I kind of called it like an experiment of something. Yeah. like Kind of like that one movie where um, those people were, was it an island that they were on? I think it was an island. And like they were doing some kind of like experiment with like drugs or something. I don't know. I forgot what it was called now. Never mind. I can't recall. You're an experience with drugs? With, not drugs, drugs, but like medicine.
0: <laughs> you talking about the movie Old?
1: Is it old? Yeah, it's like that. On the beach. Right. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. People yeah, were, yeah. They, they were able to see, you know, everything that was going on and then they were right. doing. Yep. Some, yeah. Those, mm-hmm. That's con- yeah. the concept kind of reminds me right, of that.
0: Right. Like, like the overseers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So then there, then there was that moment that played out and I was just like, dang, like felt super bad for Kenny because he, he, he you know, <laughs> he wanted to be with her so bad. You know? He
1: really did, man. Yeah. Oh, like his face really, was tore
0: up. He really had feelings for her um yeah so i'm curious to see how that whole dynamic is gonna play out he and no no what did you say
1: you said you hope i was what? like
0: well he's gonna have to find my new girl off that bus <laughs> there's gotta be a single woman to come <laughs> off that bus <laughs> to
1: yeah. come up with somebody else he, going, he got no choice now <laughs> shoot
0: this girl gone Fiance came back because she was <laughs> thinking about that she was holding on to that a look now that's also kind of a good woman right because she was holding on to that even she though did. she. Got to figure that she won't go get out of that place. <laughs> it's like even when, just, remember the last season there was at the uh, at the ambulance. Yeah, she's like, I've got a fiance, <laughs> and Kim just kind of, oh well, oh, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what
1: to I mean, say?
0: Right? Yeah. So she was holding on that, like, even though when she came back
1: around. Out you know, she, she was like she was she was rel- willing willing to try. you yeah. know what I'm saying like try to well, not go. fully. It was still kind of like I said, oh, I'm willing, still, I said yeah, willing. I'm still
0: torn with the idea. <laughs> But it's over for it's over now. oh well, yes, yeah, it's, it's gone. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Poor um But then, um you know, nightfall was coming, and Donna was trying to tell these people like what's going to happen. She had told the bus driver at first. Obviously, the bus driver was like, "Man, you are crazy as hell. I'm getting <laughs> on this bus, and we leaving." Um, and you know, she's like, "Everybody get on the bus because we leaving. You want to stay here? Stay here. You know." Uh, but she don't get wait, hey, look. kill
1: me. I'm oh, sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Yeah, but um, how she kept talking about emergency services? Uh, yeah, call that emergency
0: There ain't no emergency <laughs> services, girl. Shoot, you see where we at? This 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 town is five houses wide. There ain't no emergency services.
1: Joe's <laughs> was <laughs> killing me. I was like, how many times she gonna say emergency, emergency services? Emergency services.
0: This is a job for emergency services, y'all. <laughs> oh man that That was funny but then you know donna like you know she really did not want to see these people all get killed because she knew if they started driving that loop it was over like they were gonna have no talisman, and they were gonna all be ripped to shreds and so she ended up getting the shotgun out and shooting the tire which you know freaked everybody out of course um then kenny kind of stepped up he shot his gun in the air and said everybody get inside the donna right now Which is cool because you know Donna in the earlier episode, in earlier in episode, you know, Mm -hmm. I told him, hey, look, like, you know, uh, Boyd is gone, you are gonna have to step up, and he did. He's like, everybody get your ass in Donna right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was cool that they did that for us people. Um, Yeah,
1: I hope they get Kenny some new pants. At some point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) is he at High Waters, right? (laughs) Yes. Hey, look,
1: he grew a little bit out there. Ain't all the pants. (laughs) So I needed help him
0: out a little yeah. bit.
1: He do be wearing the same <laughs> outfit every
0: day. He do. He don't, don't like. Have we ever seen nothing else on him?
1: <laughs> he did when he was in that. Um, the only time he had something else on was when he was in the house and Boyd had came over to see him. This time he was getting ready to leave and they was gonna play ball. He had yeah. on some regular clothes. Oh, okay, yeah. Any other time he got the <laughs> my hot water pants on,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, but then it comes. It cuts back to Victor and Tabitha, and um, you know they're down there after you know Victor was freaking out and they were getting out and eventually the things start to wake up and and uh uh you know they start freaking out like oh shit like we gotta get out of here and she ends up finding like a path like a little tunnel they can crawl out of and eventually they do get out and that's mm-hmm. the last thing we see with their little storyline was that they got out of right uh they're in the woods you know Victor you know she's like Victor which way do we go we gotta go we gotta go
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so I'm sure they'll they'll find uh they'll make it back to town in time
1: yeah um the and
0: then the the very last thing that we saw was a uh, Boyd had finally climbed out of that well. And let's talk
1: about this now. Let's break this yeah, down. We, let's break it down. We'll break it right? down, we were breaking
0: all the way down. So he's in the well. <laughs> he had that weird dream where he where he was walking through the town. He's just by himself, and his hand was shaking like crazy because you know he's got that disease that's setting on. I'm assuming like he's got Parkinson's. Setting yes, on, yes, Parkinson's. And uh, because he said his father had it, and you know he wakes up and then. You know he, he kind of is freaking out. I I wanted to mention this because this jump made me laugh. Was when he was uh <laughs> he initially tried to climb up and he fell back down oh, and he was just yeah. screaming. He was just like fuck. <laughs> 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 that that dude was acting. That jump was hilarious, man. But eventually he hears um uh, uh eventually he hears a uh, a voice at the top of the well and and the, I think the voice just says like hey and so uh you know Boyd's like hey and the dude's like are you real and he's like are you shit are you are you real <laughs> and uh so uh he's like yeah you know i'm real and um, uh, he's like i need you uh to come up here and help me out and then boy's like uh okay he's like and then the, the dude's like okay you gotta climb out then and boy's like i already tried that you know i fell and uh The dude's like, okay, well, uh, here, I'll get you something to help you you out. And then uh, a rope, you know, comes down. And so.
1: From where?
0: (laughs) Well, well, we're going to get there, right? Uh, A rope rope comes down to the well and, you know, Boyd grabs it, starts climbing up. On his way up, uh, he suddenly has like a hallucination of his son being at the bottom, which is Mm -hmm. uh, super weird. And then it it goes away. I don't understand that. Uh, And he keeps climbing. He finally makes it up to the top he looks over at the man who's talking to him and it's a dude chained up to the wall he looks super emaciated he's got a long ass beard and uh you know my first question just like yours was like how how'd the rope get down there then
1: (laughs) who got who got the rope
0: right uh
1: where where did this rope come from (laughs) right
0: Uh, was it near his foot He was able to kick it all the way over there like really
1: did you see this man
0: yeah, he was, I don't
1: think he had energy to do anything. He couldn't
0: do nothing. <laughs> yeah, he got psychic <laughs> abilities or something. I don't know.
1: Maybe he do. <laughs> uh
0: but I don't. That rope got down there somehow. I don't know how, but it did. I mean, right. they'll explain that at some point. But they're gonna have to explain that rope situation because that's gonna bother me a, a whole lot. If they don't explain that, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to ride in and be like, hey, how that rope get down there? <laughs> uh, but he gets up and he sees the man, and uh, you know he pulls his gun on him. Boyd pulls the gun on the man chained up. Mm -hmm. he's like oh is that a gun he's like i need you to do something for me he's like i need you to kill me and boys just kind of like what and then it just kind of ends there and that's it and that's it that's all we got we got no setup or explanation of anything of any sort
1: we got an old man
0: yep a random
1: rope
0: (laughs) Yep. we got this random (laughs) rope an old man chained to some building we have no idea where he's at right um yeah and that's why they should have this episode should have been like an hour long like he should have got Thank out of there to, to see like where he's at, um, and then you know gets more set up for the things, like these bus people. Like, I'm curious to see how long the next episode's going to be. I just I just don't want them to milk it. Like, it's, instead of making it like a eight episode season with longer episodes, I wouldn't want them to milk it and make it like a f- fifteen episode season to make all these episodes short. <laughs> that would be no fun. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I mean that, and then that was it. And then what we got, Jim's stuck under the house where he's got to survive overnight with yeah. the bartender and that other bus person. Uh, we gotta see what happens to all these bus people inside the diner. Yeah. And how they how so, they react to uh, it. I guess yeah, we're, we're
1: gonna be um I, I would I hope that the next episode isn't just them making it through the night. Like if it's the same amount of time as this one was, I could see how that would be all we get.
0: <laughs> yeah, we really only got the span of Uh, A couple hours. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, I do like the mysterious aspect of the show. But of course, I have this fear of it of the reveal just not being good. That's what makes me like so nervous. Uh, I hope it's good. I hope it's really. I mean, they got
1: they got the elements there, right? Like, yeah, got all the good elements. So all it takes is them bringing it together.
0: Yeah. And they still didn't. You know, uh, eventually, I hope we see what happens. With when Jade finds, you know, Victor, because, you know, he's been inquisitive about the photo. Like, man, Victor's been here. He realized with that photo that, man, Victor's been here since he was a kid. Like, how has he made it this far all along,
1: you know? That's so crazy. I also wonder if Victor also had seizures since he can also see the little kid. Yeah. I feel, I mean, obviously there's got to be something because they hit on that so, you know, hard to me in the first episode when the little kid had the. Seizures. It's like, you know, oh, well, it couldn't mean this. Maybe not. But and then everyone, you know, the other girl, Sarah, had seizures. And then now this new kid is having seizures. So I feel like they got to have a reason behind that. But I also wonder if Victor had them because he can also see the the kid. Right.
0: And you know what's crazy? We didn't get no info on Sarah at all.
1: Nope. I don't know what happened to her. We
0: she have could, no but, idea. Now, they better say someone sees an episode two now. They can't yeah, just leave they that. They They can't leave that angle dropped off, because that'd be crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but, I mean, overall thoughts, I think the episode, it's like the content of the episode is good. It was just, it wasn't mm-hmm. enough, I feel like, to really give the season two the opening that it deserves in terms of like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, here we go for season two. Like, they should have right. made it a little bit longer. Like I think it would have been better for them to decrease the amount of episodes and make that first one a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um I agree just to with really that. give us like a really like big opening and be like man we are in for a ride in season right. 2. And then you know pull people in like you know maybe there's be some new people uh who never watched the show before and they hear you know people talking about this this big opening and um yeah and also you know we I think we we talked about this too that you know, now season two is only on MGM Plus, so we had to, you know, subscribe <laughs> to that. The first season was on Prime. So yeah. Like, now nah, We got you now. You got to sign up for this MGM Plus.
1: You're going to have to get it, y'all. Yep. Yeah. I was like, dang. You was like, yeah, hey, I find a way to get you? <laughs> yeah, they're going to find a way. They are going to find a way. Well, they got me. I had to get it to watch it. So. Yeah. But uh, that's our overall thoughts
0: of the, of the premiere of uh, season two for the show from over on MGM Plus. <laughs> Uh, we both look forward to, um, to episode two and kind of what else it might set up. Hopefully they give us some more information. <laughs> it's not going to be just another couple hours. Uh, uh, and I hope that's not the trend for the rest of the season. But I'm still excited to see where this story is going to go. And we'll definitely bring you our thoughts uh, for the next episode. But uh, that's it for this episode. I've been in love with horror. Uh, thank you so much for you listen all the way to the end. Thanks so much for joining us on the entire podcast. It's been really fun. Uh, chatting here with you, baby, and talking about all the CinemaCon news. We got so much cool information, these trailers, this news, and then of course, uh, talking about From. I hope everyone listening enjoyed spending time with us and going over all these different things. Make sure you follow us where you listen to your podcast app, and also look out for us on uh, social media as well. Uh, we'll we'll also post these on on YouTube, um, and then also uh just look look for any clips and stuff like that on tiktok as we kind of you know grow grow the brand we got a lot of good ideas we have a lot of different stuff Mm -hmm. coming for y'all so make sure you follow us and uh, stay tuned because it's gonna be it's gonna be dope uh we really love horror we love the community uh you know so stay in tune stay subscribed and thank you so much for joining us on in love with horror and we'll see you in
2: the next episode